This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Chris Fairbanks here with some show announcements coming up very soon on March 23rd. I'll be at the Meyer Theater in Green Bay, Wisconsin. The next day I'm at the Laughing Tap in Milwaukee. And then I'm at City Winery in Chicago. I'm closing out all these shows with the haunted Renwick Mansion in Davenport, Iowa. Ooh, sounds scary. And then in May, starting on the 10th, I'll be in New York City, the apple that's big, at the Bell House, followed then by Jam and Java in Vienna, Virginia. That's very near D.C. And then I'm closing out these shows with City Winery in Philly, Delphia. Thank you, and you're welcome. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be doesn't matter how much baggage you claim Give us a time and date Terminal and gate We wanna send you off in style We wanna welcome you back home Tell us all about it Were you scared or was it fine? Mouth horn With Karen and Chris. Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Hi, Karen. How are you, my friend? Chris, how are you? Anything to report before we get started? On my side? Yeah, yeah. I always feel like I steamroll you. Um, you don't. It's garbage day. Right. And... I do a passive-aggressive thing where I leave my garbage cans outside because I know it bugs my neighbor. I think that's—I just wanted to start with a little confession. Yeah. No, I think that that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, they need to know. And I uh, I feel guilty because I just realized just now, I guess it's crossed my mind in the past, I really don't—there's a community here that I live in. We share the same garbage cans. I have never once put them in the alley. I'm taking advantage of the fact that Someone was already doing it, so why should I? Maybe someone has the job of doing it and gets either money off their rents or paid for it. Uh, that's I, I don't want to assume that, but yeah, there's a guy that sweeps the leaves. He gets a discount. There's a lot of people. Seems like do. you are assuming. I it. am. I am assuming that. <laughs> I don't get any breaks. I know I pay more than everyone else. You put out yeah. the trash. See, now Pretend. I'm defiantly against it. See, it feels great to be defiant about the garbage, doesn't it? I want to, it does feel good. I, last time we recorded, I was high on, I <laughs> expired daytime cold <laughs> medicine 
And I was like hallucinating and I thought I could get away with it because I'm like, oh, there's a pep in my step. But Jimmy Pardo saw right through it immediately. I was, I think they call it Roboin, uh, Robitessin. You know, Little Wayne did it. My old neighbors oh, was, in Bend, there. Oregon. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I, was, I, I experienced it before Jimmy did. Yeah. I was right there. You knew, you knew it was happening. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure it was happening. Here's the thing. You just went into a story without adding the beginning. And right. that's when I was like, this is not typical of your hosting behavior. Yeah, I did it uh, out of order, like a choose-your-own-adventure book. I just started Love in that. the middle of a story. I bet in your brain it was in order. Right. You know? I was having fun, personally. Great. It was just expired. Don't ever have cold medicine where all the, the label is rubbed off. I don't know how old it was. 15, 20 years. So I in think addition, it gets better over time, like a nice wine, it a doesn't, fine yeah, wine. It doesn't lose po potency. just gets more fermented, and I, I was a wackadoodle, so it's not going to happen this time. You Do we have your assurance? Um, yes. I've, I've had okay, coffee. Great. I've lived. A, I, I'm better now. I'm no longer sick. There's no reason for me to be uh, habitually using expired cold medicine. My old neighbors, when I lived in Bend, Oregon— they were 17 years old. I maybe talked about them. They had a they had a pet scorpion. They had a lot of black light posters. <laughs> I'd go over there. One of them would request I pierce him on some part of his body because they looked up to us. We were a few years older. They were sweet sure. kids, though. They're, they invited us over for dinner. It would just be frozen burritos. Um, but they were constantly on cough syrup every single day. But they were such oh. sweet kids, and I hope they're alive today. Shit. I was just, they were like 17. I'm like, shouldn't you be in high school? Why aren't your parents calling you? The thing is, well, it sounded like there weren't a lot of parents involved. No, I'm And also, not. I think I've told you this story. One of my earliest memories is drinking grape-flavored cough syrup and jumping on my bed alone in my room. Rip and I was five years old. So I get it. I mean, I think that's like, that's kind of how, like, early addict test yeah. is like, how much cough syrup did you voluntarily drink behind your parents' back? Only when they offered nice it high. to me. Oh, you weren't asking me personally how much I drank with them. I mean, and so I think that's a great question that we should all ask ourselves every Just day. Just weekends. <laughs> Just when you get a little sniffles. I'm very excited for our guests today. They are me one too. of my favorite comedians. I would say top five. I A lot of people always ask you, who's your favorite comic? And then you have to give this speech. It's like, I know you want me to list movie stars because we're on a plane and you don't follow stand-up. But I, I now always include today's guest. She's done clubs and colleges across this great nation in Canada. That's right. Everyone, put your ears together for Beth Stelling. Hello, everybody. Beth Stelling, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for having me. I'm honored that you said those words about me because I, you know, how I feel about you. I think you're so funny too. So oh, thank you. thank you. Yes, I've told you uh, when we chat, we're pen pals online. I've told you how much, I, and I've seen you get better and better at this. But then you made me feel good because a couple of years ago, or earlier this year, I think, I was like, your new special is great. And you're like, hey, it's from 2020. I don't even know if I can do this anymore. You were having the same insecurities about feeling rusty oh, as yeah. I still have. 
And, yeah, um, and it doesn't, it comes and goes. It made me feel better. It's like life. I mean, you think you're okay and you've been to therapy and all of a sudden it's falling apart. Yeah. And you're like, didn't I fix this? <laughs> Isn't that over? I thought I went to like a ton of therapy for a while. Here I am back on my bullshit. You can always get broken again. That's what yeah. we learned. But yeah, you are, you are one of these comics where I can watch your bits. Like I'll watch it and then I'll watch it again. Just for, uh, to look at the subtle, uh, your timing, just the way you're, and not just the joke writing, but the, the way you deliver is right up my alley. I think we have similar sensibilities, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of people that really, you can see while they're performing, they're like trying very hard. Even some very well-known comics, you can tell they really want to be funny. And with you, it's like, I don't, this is just how I am. <laughs> it's just like eff uh, without effort. But of course it is with effort. But you make yes. it look like it isn't. That's my favorite trait in a performer. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, it's one of those things too where sometimes you know too much, you know? Like after a while, like I can't even enjoy people because I'm like, you're so fucking fake. <laughs> you <laughs> fake fuck. Oh, yeah, because you've had actual human interaction. Yeah, it's just, it's just, obviously it's like, you know, when I first started, I was like, I'll never repeat a joke and I'll never take a set list on stage, you know, and I really thought that's how it worked. And of course, stand-up's a magic trick, you know, like you, you do the same material for sure. It's just sometimes it can be so put on, it makes me mm. cringe. <laughs> Have the self-awareness to deliver this like they've heard it before. Right. <laughs> you guys know know this one. I think you should name names. I yeah. mean, like, we'll just say it. Say who it is. Who's the fakest of them all? Mm. <laughs> you don't have to do that. We have a lot. I'm not bragging. A lot of listeners. <laughs> I mean, I was picturing three people. <laughs> and like one collective monster that is a three-headed person. It was a man and two women's. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on these days, Beth? Are you just on the off the road? Are you on the road? What's what's your story? I'm popping in and out, um, booking things myself and just trying to go where the wind takes me and to connect with friends and I reinvest so my friend relationships. Yeah, that was something that was Karen and I both are like, boy, when th things get back to normal, we are going to party. We're going to go to the most... Any invite. Uh, it could be a game night, any boring thing. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to be excited. And I'm going to dress up. And I really haven't done that yet. I'm still apprehensive. I actually, I flaked on a facial appointment that I made myself. <laughs> so I'm so not doing the thing that we talked about doing. Yeah, but facials are like, barely do you it. know, that's not fun for me. No, they can get, I mean, I mean the level where they're at now where I just see friends and, and their skin is growing back <laughs> and it's red underneath, but flaky like a burn, like a second degree burn. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, you know, the results, I've seen it work. I follow really? the Instagram accounts. I see the progression. See, the peels, peels. I don't yes, really do I just get a facial and it still fucking hurts. Mm -hmm. I don't look forward to it. I just do it because I've struggled with acne for so long that I just keep it regular. And that's the one thing that help, has helped. It never did before, but now it does. It's good for you. I mean, it's good 
practice or good habitually, but I haven't done it in so long. But it's just that thing where I feel like 45 minutes before I have to leave for any appointment, voluntary or not, I'm just like, "Mm, yeah, this isn't going to work out. And then I just don't go. Yeah, I get that. It's hard for me to get outside. Yeah. It's Um, weird. It's pretty crazy. I did it twice today. And I was like, wow, twice? Good. That's good. Yeah, usually I don't leave until the nighttime when I have a show, if I have one. Did you have any interesting exchanges with strangers? On my bike, no crazy interactions. It's hard. Of note. But when I got into the cafe and then I walked my bike a little bit, on my way back, I did see someone walking their tortoise, huge tortoise. (laughs) No. Yeah. And In what neighborhood? I guess you could call it Hollywood. Oh, wow. tortoise. Like a big one? The kind of toddler? It looked like he needed sun, too. It looked like the tortoise needed sun and needed some greens. (laughs) Oh, they love both (laughs) equally. Yeah, needed that. How big was it? Um, Like uh, I would say... A really big pumpkin. Really big. <laughs> so a child could ride it. Um, They would have to be like six months or something for it to look right. proportionate. I remember sitting on a very large one in a backyard in, I believe, Arizona. I can't remember. Pumpkin who or tortoise. Took, yeah. A huge prehistoric, like we're talking wow. four foot long shell. Could it hold you? Oh, yes. I think it enjoyed it. I don't know. Mm. I didn't really get a lot of feedback. But the backyard was a series of caves, and it started running into one of his caves, and I had to take a dive. Okay. But I, <laughs> yeah, that was clearly a... I talk about how I love turtles all the time, just because... The, the, but tortoise is a full-on... That's entirely different. They grow to the size. Am I yeah. right? They're the big ones. I mean, ones. I do have video. The big ones, yeah. Yeah. I have video sure. of it if you need... Can you describe the leash, how a person would be? Was it walking next to a free tortoise or was there um, a leash There was situation? really only one person I could deduce that it belonged to. Do you guys want to guess their genetic makeup and background and look? Or is that too controversial? Was uh, I'm just going to say a French man. Okay. <laughs> it seems exotic and I've never been to France. Karen, are you wanting to weigh in? Or? Like I immediately pictured the guy from... Tiger King, like somebody that had a little yeah. bit of a mullet and maybe was wearing performatively interesting clothing. Right, because it is adjacent to having a snake and being in a park and you're juggling. And it's, right. Yeah, like one of those yeah. park snakes. Like maybe a run fair type of participant. Were they a LARPer? It was a 5'10 Finnish white boy. <laughs> oh, And that okay. made sense to me. I just was like, yeah, he was like, I get what I want. It's my world. You know, I'm going to get a tortoise. I'll do it if I want to. Yeah. Mom, get me one. Wow. And he was blonde and he looked like he played tennis. <laughs> well, I'm worried that the turtle tortoise is getting enough sun now because certainly yeah, that boy it is having pale, risk. I'll tell you that. Oh. I didn't say anything. Good. But you could tell he wished it was walking faster. <laughs> right. It was like rolling his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Why have these long, athletic Nordic legs? I just made him athletic. I don't know why. I'm yeah, he wasn't. Him. He did play tennis, so like obviously some tennis players are built like Pete Sampras, Andre Agassi. Sure, that's my the last time I watched tennis. But um, so he did have a mullet. No mullet. Short. I blonde. think of an '80s tennis. I think <laughs> of a mullet. I'm just thinking, what if this guy thought he adopted a dog, and yeah. he's just. He has either nearsighted or has some sort of an issue. My guess is that he was like, I don't even know. Just felt like he simultaneously wanted him to keep up and was also like, didn't care that he was 
in the way of people entering the cafe. Oh, it was out. Oh, so it was he, an outside a cafe tortoise situation. Yeah, and if you're looking to oh, do another sighting, I would try sight glass on Willoughby. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I bet it's not. It's, I'm guessing it doesn't live too far away. I rarely go into Hollywood, even if it's for a show. I find a reason not to, but I'll go for turtle business. Yeah. Why not? Especially because they get decent coffee and pastries. And that's really all I'm looking for in a cafe. Also, he's probably still walking home right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. If you leave now. I mean, you could get over there. You can make it. <laughs> I worry because it is a whole lifestyle. I mean, even the turtle smaller. Life? Yeah, this, this whole turtle life, having a shelled friend. Mm-hmm. You got to have at least, even the ones where people have made an effort and there's like a a box with a red lamp and plenty of leafy greens in the box. They're like an indoor turtle. It seems like they're imprisoned. I mean, I worry. I think it's maybe I worry a about bad all pet. pets, if I'm honest. Like, we yeah, don't really even need dogs. to be having them. You know what I mean? I think if they're in the Midwest, like, there's just such a difference to me between my mom's dog and any dog I meet out here. I'm like, my You're- mom lives <laughs> in Ohio. He's got a yard. They love each other. They sleep in the same bed. I'll let that dog do anything it wants. Like... Jump on me, you know, I'd kiss it, its head, and hug it, and let it be on my lap and run around the house. Dogs out here, I'm like, I feel bad for you. I don't know. I mean, I get that you're keeping that person company, but that's like it, you know? And you don't have much, unless the person's taking it out every day a lot to the dog park. And even still, they're like covered in dust. And if they walked around LA, human feces. Right. And I don't want that dog in my house. And L.A. dog parks are pretty not great. Like, they're pretty, like you're saying, dusty, shitty. There's weird people at them. It's pretty rough. And the ones here, it's airborne dust, and the dust itself is uh, coated in urine. So even if you don't touch any of the animals, I just go there to watch. I don't even have a dog. But I leave smelling like pee. I go there to pee. I actually go there to pee. (laughs) Right. I just find a nice dust pile, and I kick out the jams. (laughs) And, yeah, I always leave a dog You ever turn water into mud? Yeah. You know I do. Oh. (laughs) I love making a having a good one man mud party and inviting dogs who oh, ignore you watch me. Watch me make some mud. <laughs> but yeah, it always I I do not like that feeling that I smell like pee, and it's not a feeling. It's an actu- <laughs> it's actually happening. It's a fact. It's yeah. actually a fact, and it's dirt. Facts don't care about your peeing. No, no, but it's so good for the skin. That piss dirt. <laughs> 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 Dog park God. spa. That's where the facials should really be taking place. Yeah, man. I don't know. Again, obviously, I get it. I love pets. Yeah. I love pets so much. I'd love to have a dog or a cat if they didn't eat or poop or pee. Is your mom, I believe her name's Diane, mm-hmm. is your mom on a farm? No, she's just in Southwest Ohio. But, sure. And it's not even, we didn't. Like the house is is you know modest, it, and, sure. it, and the backyard's not huge, but he runs around the backyard. There's a yeah. good chunk of grass. Remember when we talked briefly about your mother possibly going on a date with my father? There was, of course, some issues, <laughs> uh, logistic uh, location being the main one. My dad being happily married, the second main issue. Yeah. But yeah, that I did I did like that that those talks. 
Or I like that you asked on your mother's behalf if my father was available. Yeah, I felt like it could be a good match. But at this point, I think she's just, she's called it. Well, I think we were talking about that because I said, my father and I are watching your stand-up. My dad's a fan of your stand-up as well. Thank you, Mr. Fairbanks. Yeah, I'm glad my my dad and my sister both are fans of stand-up and they picked the right ones. A lot of these families, they got to go home. You got to go home, visit your parents, and then they just... They don't talk about the right comedy or they don't appreciate comedy at all. I'm very Or lucky. how about when you meet like somebody you're dating's friends and they're like, do you like douche person? And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys remember there was a comic and she used to wear this outfit. The, her skirt was plastic and it would stick straight out like a ballerina. Mm. And she, she had a bunch of audio cues. So it would be like a joke where then she'd be acting out like a car accident. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Oh, she was like, it was, she was huge. She was like one of the comics that were on TV when I started. And I played a college one time that was like in upstate New York. And, um, I barely had an hour, like I just scraped it together. So it was really stressful because I just knew I was showing up to eat shit for probably what would be 38 minutes and then I'd leave. I get that. And uh, <laughs> it's so nasty. But this one school I showed up at, they kept saying, do you have any audio cues? And they kept asking the question. I was like, I, no, I don't know why you're asking me that. And then finally, it was because that woman was the comic that was there like the month before. Mm. And so it was almost like, well, do you have audio cues? Because she did. Because like, she's a female is. comic. Audio yeah. cues. <laughs> I was just like, I wish I did. I don't wow. I don't have a CD for you to play during my act. Sorry. I wish. Yeah, I'm amazed at still to this day how many tech people come in barging into the green room and they're like, this is, I gotta know, what song do you want me to play for the 10 seconds of you coming out of the green room and grabbing the mic stand? It's very important. And I'm always like, I really, I'm no offense to you and your passion, but I don't, I do not care. And then Walking inevitably in they play House of Pain, Jump Around or something. And I'm like, nah, I probably should have come up I with I probably should have given you <laughs> a suggestion. Yeah. I know anything I, isn't defined. Yeah, I usually <laughs> say similarly, like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Because the truth is, as long as it's like upbeat, I think that's fine. But I do prefer music. I, like, yeah. I was at, I was doing Punchline. You guys do Punchline San Francisco. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I used to dabble there. Anyway, that was just, it reminded me of a time where I guess music didn't play that th for, that we started on Wednesday or whatever. Right. And I didn't really say anything and I didn't really plan to say anything because I was sort of like, yeah, it'll work itself out. And then the the person manager at the time came up to me while I was selling merch, like in the middle of merch and was like, hey, like, so it's something about referencing my writer and the walk off song. And I was like, Oh, yeah, I mean, I say 15 seconds in because that's kind of when it, you know, start, gets going. But no big deal. Just like, music is great. I said, I realized it didn't play when I came out either. So, yeah, just pump music when I'm coming on. And she's like, I thank goodness Robbie Hoffman was there with me. Because I was like, I'm being punked. I'm being condescended <laughs> to. It was like, she goes, well, because um, this is such a small venue. We don't normally do walk-up music. Does that make sense? No, and I was like, I no, it it, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. She's like, well, because this walk is so small and the venue's so small. And I'm like, are you nagging me in my in your <laughs> own venue? And she's like, so does that make sense? And then ask me if it made sense. I'm not kidding, minimum three times. And I finally go, 
I'm telling you, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I've had music bring me on in a bookstore that is four <laughs> by four feet in Los yeah. Angeles. Like just anything, it helps. Yeah, I was like, yeah. it's not the end of the world. Anyway, it got worked out, but I was just like, also I was taking gabapentin at the time, which several friends told me their dog was on as well. And <laughs> I was so irritable. It made me really angry. So, and I was on my period, but I, Robbie was like, yeah, that, that was, that was wild. We've never had music here. I was like, well, then I must be dreaming. Yeah, that's here. what I can't stop thinking about. My experience, or I guess uh, when I recorded my album at the Punchline in 2010, uh, I guess, yeah, there was no... I do now remember there just being a smattering of applause until I rushed to the mic and started talking. <laughs> are you serious? And it is quite a walk. Yeah. Hold on, it's are you not... serious they didn't play music for you? I don't believe so. It would have had to have been cleared because, of course, I would have chose House of Pain. <laughs> I, I just revealed. I'm telling I'm, you, I've never not. I've never felt like music wasn't playing there. Oh, like that was a personal choice for you? Yeah. No, just in general, like there were new managers. I was like, just you always play music. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't even notice it was missing till it was, and I'm like, oh, that. And was that's kind of what I mean. Like I didn't. She just was making me second guess everything. I was like, we never play music here. I was like, well, I've been coming here forever, and I think you do. Yeah. <laughs> it just became a weird argument. Does that make sense? Because it's so small because you don't sell a lot, so it's small. <laughs> I would, kidding. I would, in, yeah, the only way of getting around that is if the person bringing you up actually said, please clap until they grab the microphone and stop talking. <laughs> this is very important. Continue the applause. <laughs> Until and actually let it grow talking. a little bit right as right as they hit that mic. Yeah. Don't be afraid to let it out right at the last second. Then I wouldn't notice. Then I'd be like, well, that was better than music. Constant clapping, right? And still I tart. And still I tart talking. Oh, boy. Tart. It's, uh, I can't remember what it's called, where you reverse those, but I, I definitely have it. You have what? You know, when I started putting it in my act, because it actually is something I do. Like when I had my old classic shambles kunky soup bit, I actually oh. do that. It's not dyslexia, but I <laughs> yeah. two words. I'll Fic inter yeah, ficket pences. Is that what it's called? It's no. <laughs> <laughs> starring Scum Terrett, Tom Skerritt, of course, in the TV show Picket Fences. A deep cut, <laughs> unnecessary, but we all like to think of Tom and his work as the pastor in. <laughs> River runs through it. <laughs> just everyone slowly backs away. <laughs> yeah, just uh, put it down, Chris. Put down the thought. <laughs> it was important to me that he was the pastor of the church I actually went to eat for free at on Wednesday. I'm not going to say I was a member. I just wanted to eat there. My my mother was not a passionate chef. And uh, <laughs> I Pastor Wayne. so much. It was the... Tom Scarrett was... The pastor of the, they even showed my church, my childhood church in A River Runs Through It. So I felt connected to that movie. I love that you movie are. with Rory, the little kid. Oh, yeah. He's wait, he's, that's what wait, it is, right? No, this is about fishing, a thing I've never had an interest in, but grew up surrounded by. And then, uh, you know, brother, family, brotherhood. Uh, Tom Not Scarrett. Kevin Bacon. There's no bacon in there. He's, huh. he's several okay, degrees away. Okay, I'm thinking away. of River Wild or something. 
Yeah, I think you are. The the rafting one. It's very intense. Yeah, it's like a hijacking of a raft. <laughs> yeah. My mother was not a passionate chef. Is that what you said? Yeah. Is that what it, it was? It is true. Yeah. Okay, that really made me laugh. And it was a beautiful way to put it because my mine wasn't either. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. It is okay. I don't know why I expected food every day as a kid. Oh, no, me neither. <laughs> that's what neighbors and friends are for and the Schwann's man who never exactly. came to our house. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, but, but that's later, what Sunday night church foods for, spaghetti and a little... Oh, it was always bread. spaghetti. And so I would just eat it and pretend, oh, yeah, First Corinthians is my favorite verse or whatever. <laughs> but I just wanted to eat. Same. And I was there to try to fuck as well. Right. Oddly, I realized this place was Crazy. riddled with non-virgins. Yeah. A lot of people are getting freaky, or at least pretending like they want to and leading me on. Right. And that's Jarrett. Yeah, that was it was mostly that. I didn't know until I went to church how many people in high school were having sex. I I I uh I actually it ended up being a really good time. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I made some friends. Some of them yeah. even recently came out to my show in December. So I guess they were lasting. The strangest thing, that pastor, not Tom Skerritt, the real-life pastor, his name was Wayne, I ran into him on the beach once. He's just really? walking in the sand, which just seems symbolic, like one of those posters. Mm -hmm. But there was only one footprint. Yes, and they were his. And I was states away from where I grew up. And I'm like, Wayne, and no one was on the beach. It was me and my friend Ross, and we just ran into our, our old church pastor. I was like, what are you doing here? He's like... I live here in this small Oregon town. It's like, there's a church here. He's like, no, I'm doing uh, marriage counseling. He's like, I'm doing stand-up comedy now. Yeah, well, I wasn't yet. I was there just surfing. No, I mean he. What if he said oh, that Oh, yeah, thing? yeah. <laughs> I came, <laughs> I do a regular open mic night at this, uh, yeah, nautically themed pub. Come out. Yeah, that's all I remember from that trip. And then catching kids that were trying to feed seagulls Alka-Seltzer. And I no. got really upset with them. Yeah, that was a... That's they were bad true. kids. What did you do? Well, they were just salty beach kids, you know. They're probably raised by some sort of a fishmonger and they didn't respect the bird. I just said, what are you doing? I knew what that would do to a bird. I felt like maybe these kids didn't. No, if they you had a, to know. They wanted to see it blow yes, up. Yes, they want it. It's like the Mentos thing, except it's death. In a bird. Yeah, it's terrible. These were bad kids. Jesus. One time I went to the beach, left my bag with some food in it, and boy, did they get into it. They ripped it. Those kids? Those same kids. The seagulls. Just going up and down the coast, <laughs> harassing people. Those fishmonger kids. Yeah, I know. I like the behavior of seagulls at the beach. I like that they fuck with people. That's their spot. Yeah. And when they land on someone's head momentarily, or I think I just like birds. I think Same. I do. I like when they are being smart asses. I like when you're on a boat and they fly next to it, just like. I don't want to be near you on land, but I will fly next to the boat and kind of make eye contact. I enjoy that. It's kind of like they're commuting when they go by the, when they're near the boat and they're like gliding along where they're like, yeah, we all have to get over there. Like, yeah, 
Just crossing over. Yeah. Ferry style. Yeah. They know that the boat has navigation. Let's just use it. Yeah. Have you each been on a boat where dolphins end up hanging out and getting all excited about people? We got to figure out this, how to get dolphins and people to hang out because clearly they like us. Yeah. And they get very excited when there's a boat. They're like, hey, look at me. And we're very excited to meet them. But we just can't because of the, you know, we would drown. Yeah. (laughs) Very dangerous friendship. I wonder what they would do with us down there. It is my favorite relationship. I loved dolphins growing up so much. And then you hear about all the masturbating they do. Really? Yeah. They're like one of the only animals that like pleasures themselves. How? Rubbing on stuff? That I even looked at their videos. On a seashell, it's it's really painful. (laughs) They're masochists. (laughs) They rub enemies. Enemies. (laughs) I don't know if they're one of the only ones because you've seen that clip of the kangaroo that's jerking off while people are like, next to a pond and they're like have trying to have like a romantic picnic and then just like right behind them is this kangaroo just lounging like an adult man and jerking off you've never seen that no oh it's yeah that'll that put that on the list of the youtube things you're gonna look up after the show it's pretty delightful i will actually watch that because they have a way about them kangaroos with their shoulders they're always inexplicably muscular and they do have they have no no choice but to kind of rest their arms, pterodactyl style, slightly folded. Yeah. But the, my first concern is, don't they have claws? <laughs> like, don't they have, like, talons? Hmm. Oh. I don't think so. I'm, yeah. Well, it's easier yeah, to understand. Yeah, I think they're, like, kind of like otters. Like, they're still, I swam with yeah, otters. Like, oh, you did? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Let's hear about it. Were they masturbating? They weren't. They were so <laughs> soft. They nice? Yeah, three, about three of them got in my shirt, and they were rubbing toys on my back. I oh was my God. I was submerged in the water, and I wore a big shirt because they tell you to do that to like because they like climbing in. They like things within things, you know. And this was, of course, at, at Sea World, at the Monterey Bay Aquarium. <laughs> yeah, I jumped right in the tank. <laughs> Ma'am, please. Every Ma'am. week she's here. <laughs> I. I let otters watching them, I mean, just on video. I did not know. This is the first I've heard that you can touch them. Oh, my God. It was it was excellent. I loved Did you have them. to pay a ton of money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To do it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's something I wanted to do for eight years. And they are soft. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, they tell you to please not touch their face and stuff because, you know... We're not trying to make them pets. It's all about sure. whatever they want to do. And they like being around humans enough, you know, like yeah. they like messing with you, exploring and all that kind of thing. So, and we had masks on because they're still COVID susceptible. So we wore snorkel masks and that way you can like also look under the water too. But they come out, these little pups, they're called a romp, a group of otters. There's oh, I did really? not know that. Oh. Yeah. And they're pretty <laughs> exclusive. Like, like not everyone can join. And if they don't accept you, you have to find another romp to go to, honestly. Hmm. So um, they like. What does otter rejection look like? Sorry to interrupt I didn't you, see it, but because there oh. are they only brought one romp over. We're not having a duel here, you know, in front of the imagine in front of the fans. though otters being like no thanks with her. Yeah, kind of like ah! probably <laughs> throw a shell. Yeah, I wonder if Hank had a little shell in his mouth like this, and he was <laughs> running around, you know, diving. 
Um, two, three of them got in my shirt. One of them was rubbing a toy on my back like this. Wow. <laughs> and then um, they like, they drop kind of little gems around, like, you know, sort of like gemstone type things. And they'll dive down, reach in, climb in your shirt, and tuck it in your bra. They like hiding things around. <laughs> oh you know? my God. I can't and, handle it. And one of them, like I have a video of one of them holding a, like a bubbles container, obviously no bubbles. And they had put a bunch of um, gems in there, like shaky, shaky, like a maraca. They, Cause they, again, <sighs> aforementioned. So one of them was just sitting there like this. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get it out forever. And. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're just diving around in your shirt, rubbing it on you. And you can pet, they say that you're allowed to put their backs and tails. So I'm like, mm. you know, just touching their backs and tails and they're so soft. And obviously I want to kiss them on the lips. But. Yeah, yeah, you want to make out with them. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't. And I just love them. And they're so cute. Obviously I didn't hug them or anything. And they were using my thighs like springboards to jump off of. <laughs> they would just pounce off like underwater they pounce off my thighs to get to the other side wow so yeah dolphins aren't the only sexual ocean beasts <laughs> yeah they'll pounce off your thighs like a diving board <laughs> talk slower i do i have seen them now that i think of it they do have a thing i want to give otters marbles because they i have seen them when they're not breaking open an abalone to have a snack, which, by the way, they're always doing on their own. Yeah. I always wish they had help with that. Breaking, like slamming things on their chest just to get the whatever oyster-like meat. But I've seen them with rocks like pebbles, just batting them around on their chest, like yeah. six or seven. And like, like they're juggling, and it's like a fun game. I think you're right. I think otters love juggling tiny little rocks. Yeah. Which makes me so happy. Yeah, and and things within <laughs> things. No wonder they like oysters and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, trying to get in there. We should leave all the oysters for them. Where can I do exactly what you did and have these guys pounce off my legs? Um, it's called Nurtured by Nature, and your money goes to fund the Make a Wish program. So you pay for the experience. And then kid, I mean, obviously, they, I'm sure they would still do the program, but it sure. helps fund it so they can have even more. And again, there, there, there are animals first. You, you can tell, you know, it's, it's very much like they keep the visitations low so that the animals aren't worn out or, you know, sick or whatever, all yeah, those yeah. things. And they, they have a couple different romps and different species as well. So it's not like the, the same otters have to see people every day or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Mm. It's like they rotate romps and don't do them that often. Where is it? Like Monterey? It's like Escondido area. Sure. But yes, yeah, so then, you know, you're contributing to something good and it's a whole day and you, I met a sloth, um, some armadillos. Oh. I fed lemurs banana. I fed a capybara some taro, I think, and squash. And fennec foxes, I fed them some hibiscus flowers. Hmm. Um, yeah, and some other animals too. They just got a snow leopard and a toucan who um, an exotic animal collector didn't want it because its beak was crooked. Because it kept oh. trying to chase fruit flavors? Yeah, and it wasn't into the flavors that he liked. <laughs> the fruit loops follow my nose. I think that that sounds super legit, and it, I... There was like all these shady ones when I lived in Austin where they're like, oh, oh this is a, we take 
uh, you know, abandoned tigers or whatever, and you can drive through and feed these animals. And then you quickly realize, like, oh, this is a Tiger King place. And they're, like, making babies here, and these people are making a living off of exploiting these animals. It was like, okay, this is actually, we're helping a very bad thing. Yeah. Even though the people working there are there because they love animals, but it's like, right. oh man. I see that what you sounds, mean. And it's make a, it helps kids. That's terrific. Yeah, exactly. So there are definitely good parts about it, but I, yeah, I hear what you mean where you're like, I don't know what to make of this. And like I told you, I've been wanting to go for like eight years, but I finally did it. Yeah, I'm, I just realized I love otters. I've, I've, watched enough of them and gone down that wormhole and i'm so happy to hear they're soft because when they're wet their hair looks a little bit like porcupine quills and i was getting the wrong impression i'll text you the video i mean it's i'm so happy (sighs) hopefully it's in my price range i don't want to ask how much it is i'll look i'll let send me the link i believe like you know there's an option to donate more but i'm it's expensive do you want me to tell you sure 650 I do want to go back. I don't know what the statistics. Someone will, of course, send me a message saying what the the about the dolphins. I think maybe they're the only mammal that has other than humans. I think this is it. The only mammal other than humans that have sex for fun and not for breeding. Oh, I see. Plus. It's humans and dolphins. Yeah, they may I think be that's horny the statistic. Too. I don't know. But you look, if you look at it, it's almost like your your donation for the year, depending on if you're somebody that likes to donate, you know, like to save up for that, it's worth it. It's for a really good cause, Chris. Well, today at Walgreens, they said, do you want to give $1? And there was a whole, and I, no, the I usually no. do it. But suddenly I was like, you know what? Not today. And it's been bothering me. Because you said no? Yeah, I said no to one Say dollar. no every freaking time. Who? That's You know, it's like I've done some... <laughs> ugh, don't even get me started. You can make your own donations with your own right. money. The reason they do that, they get that tax break. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't ever give them money and don't ever feel bad about it. Can I have a receipt for my one dollar and I bring it to my <laughs> accountant? <tax> guy? <laughs> I don't even know if it goes to the people. You know what I mean? How do right. we know? Yeah. I don't trust them. No. They've got expired chocolate on their shelves. You know how long that takes? <laughs> Do you have any uh, events coming up, be they charitable or for personal gain? Mm, mostly personal, <laughs> personal gain. First. Personal gain first, <laughs> then Let's charitable. See. I'm doing a festival in Telluride this weekend. Oh, hell and yes. And then I'm San Diego, February 21st, Tuesday. After that, I'm headed to Ann Arbor, March 3rd, Friday. For uh, for a festival there, I think it might be it's a first year fest. I could be wrong. Ann Arbor's cool. That's a good city. Yeah. Are you in Telluride? Are you gonna ski? Why is it? I did you used to water ski? No. Beth? Oh, remember my um my Ohio boyfriend? He had that wakeboarding park. Oh, that's it. And I really wanted to go. Yeah. You pro- I, I was I, gonna ask for his number, and then. He never I will Houston. never know him. Okay, yeah. You, that's one of the first things when we first met you told me about. That. Yeah. Okay. You yourself are not a skier then, person. No, I skied for the first time in my life last year at this same festival. I wonder, yeah. That's why I ask. I bet they'll let you ski. I don't want to. You don't want to? I did it. I tried it once and I'm okay. I'm good. Yeah. Snow skiing? Not water skiing, right? Either, but yeah, snow skiing. It just used to be such a big part of my life, and now it isn't. And it's 
uh, it's kind of funny. I felt proud of myself that I did try something new as an adult, and I was I I did it, you know. Yeah. But I don't need to do it again. It's not fun. There's too much rigmarole. <laughs> yeah. There's also if you get hurt, you're like messing with your. I mean, I don't worry about that too much, but I do think about it when snowboarding because you can actually die, and that would affect my comedy career. Yeah, my friend, um, she invited me to Mammoth on the first weekend of this month, and I went knowing I wasn't going to be skiing at all and just hang. Right. And I also signed up to snowshoe. She separated her shoulder. I took her to the ER, um, and I was the only one in our group who could drive stick shift, which she had oh driven my God. up. So, and a st- snowstorm was coming, so I spent like Friday there a little bit and then drove her back Saturday in the stick shift because she hurt herself. Beth, I, when I first moved to L.A., Dave Rath, who was my manager for a little while, and Morgan Murphy invited me to go to Mammoth. I separated my shoulder, and no one could drive my car because it was a stick shift. And so I drove it I with one arm in a sling. I was steering and shifting, like letting go of the fucking steering wheel, shifting. And I'm like, my point is, what adult... I mean, I understand now they don't even make shifter cars as readily available as they used to, but no one knew how to drive a stick. I'm like, I do. there's got to be a solution here other than me driving home one-handed. No. I know. She was about to drive home one-handed. And the only benefit for me is that I wasn't skiing anyway, and yeah. I wanted to make it home for my field hockey games. So, and there was like, it all was a, well, perfect storm, literally. Uh, the storm was coming. I was like, let's just go. We've been in the ER. You're going to wake up in a world of pain tomorrow. And so drove her stick shift the five hours home. So tired. It's still in my it's still at my place right now because she can't drive it. And <laughs> I made it to hockey on Sunday morning. Oh, this just happened. Oh yeah, this was like it's been there that this was February fourth. Well, do tell her and this I mean, it's very specific, but I could not raise my arm up after several months and I went to a Reiki massage person that I was laughing at how they're literally, we're slapping and rubbing their hands together and only, as she's called it, transferring energy from my good shoulder. She never touched my separated shoulder. And there was a big, like it was an awful mess. And she was transferring energy and there was a soundtrack of birds playing. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not getting this $50 back. The next day I could do chin-ups. I was just fixed. I could not believe it. So tell your friend, if she has trouble mobility-wise, go Reiki. Wow. Go Reiki. 50 bucks is cheap. Is she still around? I, this was, I was on the road. Yeah, it was like, I separated my shoulder and had to go to Canada for a gig. And I just went with my sling and it got worse and worse. But yeah. Yeah, I fell on this one and I have trouble still. I still feel pain, but I think it was, I flew over my bike handlebars. See, we just got to stay home. As much as I enjoy doing outdoor (laughs) things. I worked at a snowboard camp and Harrison Ford's kid was, I think he has a restaurant in Culver City. He's like owns that Ford's filling station. Wow. I wonder where he got the money for that. (laughs) (laughs) And he looks just, he's like, obviously like, oh, there's a handsome Harrison Ford looking dude. But when I was like 17, he was 12 or something. And (laughs) Harrison Ford. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He was a baby. He had a passion for chef. For Jeffrey, he's a passionate. <laughs> Unlike baby my chef. mother, but he was a good little snowboarder. And then Harrison Ford came to pick him up, and everyone was freaking out. 
you know, because he was in Star Wars and I stuff. Star Wars Ford. Um, yeah, I would have said um, The Fugitive, but we're all different. Yeah, no, I love The Fugitive. He didn't kill his wife, by the way. I did not. Um, but one of the one of the coaches was like, you know, we have an adult camp if you want to uh, learn to snowboard. And he was like, why would I do that? If I break my hand, I can't be in a movie. I, I did great impression. That was dead on. That was a good you. impression. And- I, that wasn't the reason I told the story. But every once in a while, it's like one of my five impressions. I got Harrison, Howard Kramer, Brody Stevens. Uh, but he uh, he said that. He's like, it would ruin my career if I broke my hand or something. Meanwhile, cut to years later, he keeps crashing his airplane. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. You could have gone to snowboard camp. That was an excuse. Yeah, he's scared. <laughs> he's scared of life. Connecting with his son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I should have dug deeper. Pardon me, sir. Is this about you and your son? Is this about connecting with your son? Just pay for his future restaurant. Okay. That'll make up for all of this. <laughs> if we're being real. Well, but go to bed. What's your go to bed selling dot com? I thought you were about to tell me to go to bed. And I was like, go to I bed. Might. <laughs> I actually might. Lights out. Um, yeah, bethstelling.com. And uh, yeah, you can watch my hour special on HBO Max called Girl Daddy or. Half hour or, yeah, I'm editing a special right now that I shot in December that, you know, I hate it and um, maybe I'll just not release it. Oh, really? Yeah, that's just how I feel. I'm very hard on myself. I bet it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are in, seriously one of my favorite comics to watch. So anyone gets the chance to see Beth Snelling, very much don't hesitate to do it. Thank you. And thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for being on the program. Thank you for having me. Are you kidding? I'm being fucking dead serious, I'm dead Beth. serious right now. <laughs> I'm a fucking blast. <laughs> You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. A-R! This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Mixed by Edson Choi. Our talent booker is Patrick Kotner. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dynar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.